0: Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations. Whether you've got here by accident or on purpose, you've found your way here. The only admission price is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. Allow us to help you help yourself explode into your life through full impact mindfulness. My name is Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and today we're going to continue our conversation with our guest, Santina Grace. What's your thoughts on a collective consciousness and a correct collective memory?
1: So collective consciousness for me, it's more of like this feeling of like I've noticed that people are more in tune with their spirituality and they understand what energy is. That wasn't the way that it was 20, 30 years ago. People didn't talk about energy. People didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, So I noticed that 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 is a collective consciousness has shifted. And your other question was collective collective memory memory. Yeah. So that is interesting because I've even felt like people have their own perceptions of memories and it's very different and unique and filtered and based on kind of where they were and what their life experience is. So that's why I think this kind of plays well into this illusion of separateness because you and I might've witnessed the same exact accident or crash with a car and you saw it from a different perspective than I did. So our memories are going to be a little bit different of that scene, but it's really, really important that you tell me what you remember. I tell you what I remember and somehow we put those pieces of the puzzle together to get to okay this is the actual recording of what happened do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that to me that creates that illusion of separateness just simply from being at a different angle or a different perspective or a different vantage point is the illusion of separateness
0: while our long COVID isolation did nothing to dispel
1: yeah but, but i do feel and we did talk about this that it was a really great time i think. Most people used it to really reassess what was important to them in life. And I think if you didn't do that, you missed the boat. <laughs> I hope I hope
0: so, Santino. Yeah. What I do know is that it added about twenty pounds on
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was it really it's it's stunk as far as like people's personal health and well being because if you weren't super home gym motivated, <laughs> it was a hard couple of years. But
0: so when you're dealing with people and you look at somebody, uh, the Buddhists refer to depression as the long night of a dark soul. Mm-hmm. And when you when you encounter someone who has that dark soul, mm-hmm. not an evil soul mm-hmm. or some type of malevolent force, but just a dark soul that feel is feeling hopeless. Yeah, I
1: mean, I myself have battled through depression. I think most human beings on this planet, at some point in time. If, as long as you're alive, you're going to battle depression. It's going to happen to you. In my particular situation, I was laid off from work for a good 10 months. And when you don't really have a role in society, you do get this really weird headspace of like, I don't really have a purpose. I don't know where I fit. And the world is kind of continuing on without me. And it does create this darkness. And you know, um, what, what happened for me in that space is, and I love trees and plants and all that stuff. I had a house plant, every single, it was a palm tree. Every single palm fell off of that poor Mm. tree. And I felt like that tree was my teacher in that moment to say, you got to stop this because, you know, you're just kind of focused on all the things that are falling away and not looking at opportunities of what you can build. And so for me, I just started, I was like, you know what? I just got to get back out in the world again. And I thought, what is one thing that I'd love to learn about? And I was like, well, plants, I like plants. So I went and worked at like a flower at like, um, like a greenhouse. Mm. and learned all about plants and just kind of got in that space again of like, being with the society, working. And and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to start applying to jobs that I really want to do and did. And I ended up right back there in the grind again, all happy to do it. But but <sighs> but um, but that's how you, I, I just, sometimes it isn't as easy as just kind of, sometimes you don't have a plant teacher, you know, to show you you can't continue on this path and you've got to change something.
0: Well, but it sounds like you were adaptable.
1: I was adaptable, but... It was really, I mean, it's difficult. and I I really have um, a lot of uh, compassion and and empathy for people who are in a really dark space because it's a really unique area to, to inhabit because you really do feel like nobody could possibly understand the devastation and the loneliness and the solitude and the darkness that I feel. But the more that you understand, yeah, you know what? Probably somebody has felt that. Probably you're not alone in this. And and the more that you connect in with somebody who might have a similar experience, the better off that you might be. But it's really hard to take that advice. Sometimes <laughs> I think the advice that we need is the one that is the hardest for us to take. And I don't know why that is, but I, it is. Were you <laughs>
0: able to ask for help and connect with Mm -hmm. your spirit guides during Mm -hmm. that time.
1: Yes, I was actually. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, whenever you're in a depressed space as somebody who's spiritual, like, you know, people who you just want to cut people out and you want to disassociate. I kind of did that a little bit with my spirit guides. You know, I was like, I don't really need to hear from you right now, but I, they never stopped. Like I always had them chiming in. I always had them, kind of saying it doesn't have to be like this. You don't have to go through it. And I just remember being like, yes, it does leave me alone. Uh Because that was the space where I was in, Mm -hmm. and I needed to be in that space for that moment in time. But yeah, I don't think they ever gave up, but I certainly did try to tune them out, and the times did.
0: Okay. So. So how did you, what was your moment of clarity? How did you move through that?
1: So for sure it was like looking at this tree going, oh my God, mm-hmm. this tree is feeling my energy. This tree is absorbing all of the negative energy and I'm actually killing it. I'm killing it. And I was watering it and doing all the things I was doing. But um, but it, it like seeing something outside of yourself sometimes I think is the thing to snap you out of it. And for me, that's what it took. It took for me to see that I was impacting another living thing in a very negative way. And I was like, I got to change. This can't be the way that it is. And, you know, I didn't have another person there. If I had had a person that I lived with, maybe I would have seen that. But I was living by myself. My plants were my, they were my, uh, I don't know, companions.
0: Did the palm begin to thrive? It
1: did. As soon as I started, like, changing my energy. And I'm going to tell you, this thing is so big in my house now that (laughs) now I have to trim it back. But it, it, I just really, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like there's so many teachers amongst us. Plants are one of the most subtle ones. Um, animals as well. I just feel like if we just look around us and notice that there are literally lessons all around us every day.
0: Well, we believe in a 12-step world that the creator of the divine energy will put people, places, things circumstances, events in front of us, and if we're there to witness them, Mm -hmm. if we're there to witness them, they'll have some meaning for us. Absolutely. This illusion of separateness, so many people, and we call them earth people, it's not a derogatory Mm -hmm. term at all, believe that the 12-step recovery is a self-help program. I gently tell them, if we could help ourselves, we wouldn't need each other.
1: That's true. I mean, it's the whole thing, it takes a village. I really do think that, you know, we're better when we have support, when we have each other. we are st- I mean, it sounds cliche, but we are really stronger together. I mean, many hands make light work. And also, when you can have others who've been through something, who you can connect with and relate to, it like it just makes you not feel so alone. And it makes you feel like, okay, well, if they overcame this, then I probably can too. You know, so... I, I think there's so much value in, in just talking about things and, and just kind of also listening.
0: Listening is 80% of communication. And mm-hmm. quite often when I deal with interns, uh, they'll always want to fix something right away. They hear all these things and they'll want to jump right in and fix it. And I help explain to them that a big part of our job is sitting with people through the pain. It's
1: true. Yeah. Sometimes there just isn't an answer. It's just about being there as somebody who holds a space and just witnesses and says, I see you. I see the pain that you're in. And I can't do anything about that pain, but I can be here with you until it passes.
0: So during this whole time, we're never really alone, even when we're by ourselves, Mm -hmm. as our subconscious mind is speaking to our conscious mind through dreams and imagination. Mm -hmm. So I'm a follower of carl Jung's thoughts that dreams are literal dreams are real dreams need to be taken seriously and not just described as weird or uh goofy Mm -hmm. so you uh you do much dream interpretation
1: i do yeah um my grandmother i i remember she had a a dream dictionary um when i was a kid and we would always kind of like look things up and what the symbols meant But, you know, the older that I got, I I really kind of got away from that because to me it's like a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. It's like when you go and you read in the newspaper and you look at your horoscope and you're like, yeah, some of that can apply, but most of that's too vague. (laughs) You know, you kind of have to understand what that certain symbol means for you. Like, for example, you know, if you see a snake in a dream, some people might be afraid of snakes. While others, that might be their favorite pet you know so a snake is going to mean something different to somebody who who absolutely loves and adores snakes you know or if if you're indifferent then maybe it's about shedding your skin and growing into something else or whatever there's just so many different ways you kind of have to have the the context for the person and and what their their viewpoint is on that particular symbol so whenever somebody tells me that I had a dream about X, Y, Z or whatever, I always ask them, well, how did you feel at the end of that dream? What did it leave you with the feeling of? Because if they say I felt hopeful or I felt stressed or I felt sad, that's where I start from. Because all the symbols could mean whatever.
0: Do you help people learn how to dream?
1: Yeah. Um. So there's, so you mean like lucid dreams? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so that I've I've done a couple um of my own classes on on uh dreaming and dream work. And so one of the techniques that you know I'll I'll teach people about is to just have a glass of water by your bed and I tell them drink about half of that glass of water before you go to bed, set it on your nightstand, and then just say to yourself, I'm gonna go to bed, I'm gonna have really vivid dreams. And anything that I remember, anything that I dreamt about, I will remember when I pick this glass up and I drink the other half of the water in the morning. So that's what mm-hmm. I try to get people to start with that, just to see what you can recall and what you can remember. And sometimes they don't. Um, and I always say, just be patient with it because it does take some time. And then for me, the biggest thing that I like to tell people, once you realize, once you can get to a dream and you're a dream and you know that you're dreaming, I always say, like, either try to find a part of yourself in that dream. Like, look at your own hand in that dream. If you can see your hand, you're the director and you can decide what happens next. Well, generally,
0: I help people learn how to lucid dream. And in the dreams, they can turn around and they can face the boogeyman.
1: Fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And ask, tell the boogeyman to go away.
1: Go away. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because most of those dreams are based... On, on deep-rooted fear.
1: Fear, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I think a lot of trauma comes out in dreaming spaces Much.
0: Too. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Very much so.
1: But see, for me, I think a lot of the times I'm talking to certain people about what I'll call as dream visitations, and I've talked to you about this before, where it's such a vivid Kind of visit with somebody who they very well know is deceased, but they're very much alive and sitting with them in the dream. And I'll say to people, if you can recall this dream years later, and it's so vivid to you, like you had that dream last night, that was a 100% true visitation. And you were with somebody who wanted to connect with you in spirit. And I've had those dreams myself. Um, And I've even had people come to me and say, well, I had a visitation, but there was also some fear stuff in there. And I said, well, then it wasn't a complete visitation. That was you working out, like you said, some of your fears, some of your guilt connected to that person. And I said, you know, there's a part of it where I feel their spirit wanted to connect with you, but then your own kind of um, emotional process overtook that experience. So that's another reason why it's super important to meditate because I think meditation, when you can quiet your mind, it does carry over into a dreaming space. It does help with lucid dreaming. It does help for you to have, I just think whenever you can meditate and you can switch off your mind, you can go to this place where, um, I'll just call it, it's almost like you're the director. You're kind of like behind the scenes then. And so then when you're in your dream and you're aware that you're dreaming, you can kind of go, you know what? I feel like I'm going to fly tonight. Let's go for a flight. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Or you could say, you know what? I'm going to go explore a cave or whatever you feel like doing. It just becomes this like, I don't know, fantasy kind of escape space.
0: Well, unfortunately, what we do is we trick our brain into... That we should be awake by all the blue light that we experience before we go to bed by TV, tablets, phones. And part of sleep hygiene, Santina, is that we ask people to disconnect from the electronics at least 45 minutes before they go to sleep. And because people will sit and watch three hours of television and then watch the news, which I don't recommend to anyone.
1: Right. And then
0: they'll lay in bed and toss and turn and wonder why they can't get to sleep.
1: Yeah. A lot of times whenever I'm with um, anybody who can't sleep, a lot of times they can't even get to a place where they can meditate or, or turn their mind off. So I'll often tell them, I, I used it for a while myself. Um, have you ever heard of like the binaural beats and the, mm-hmm, the brainwave sure. frequencies? Sometimes I'll actually say just listen to that to go to sleep yes. because that does, in a sense, reprogram your brain.
0: Well, unfortunately, and believe me, I'm a believer in Western allopathic medicine. It has a lot of good uses. However, with people with sleep disturbances, too often uh, it's the symptoms are treated rather than a cause. And the... Uh, hypnotic sedatives like Ambien, those type of drugs, they preclude the the possibility of dreaming.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's they, You'll just kind of be in some sort of coma and wake up groggy or something like that. Yeah, I, I've really never taken any of, of those things. I've never had a real trouble with, with falling asleep or, or going to sleep. Um, but I agree with you. You have to make sure all your electronic devices. I definitely... I'm very sensitive to light, like it has to be complete darkness. Um, I just think that we need to reset. It's it's the best thing we can do for ourselves. That's self-care. You know, um, many people don't think of sleep as self-care, Mom. but it is self-care. It's
0: name all days on there. Dance shows, they would say, or song, they'd call it number one with a bullet. Sleep is number one with a bullet. Yeah. All the way to the top. Yeah. It's the top of the list.
1: It is. And this time of year when it gets dark, I don't fight it. I just kind of go, 7.30, guess we're sleeping. <laughs> Why not? I just don't. I, I I'm not really kind of paying attention to what time of the night it is. I just listen to my body. And I think more of us should do that. Just listen to what your body wants. If it needs rest, maybe it's hibernation mode.
0: When you're tired, go to sleep. When you're uh, not, get up. Exactly. However, we try to structure our time according to Anglo time and Mm -hmm. not Islamic time. Islamic time is what's right in front of us. Mm -hmm. And Anglo time is structured time, which really became into effect during the Industrial Revolution. I'll give you an example of Islamic time. I was, a number of years ago, I was invited to a, a wedding at a mosque, and uh, I'd, I'd been to the mosque a number of times, but would never been to a wedding, and the invitation said 5 o'clock. So I got there about 25 to 5, sat there, waited, people come in, got to be 5 o'clock, got to be a quarter after 5, got to be 25 after 5, and finally I said to the gentleman beside me, I said, brother, when does the wedding begin? And he said, when they get here.
1: Yeah, it's just different.
0: Mm -hmm. And no one was upset. No one was anxious. No one was milling about.
1: Nope.
0: When does this wedding start? When they get
1: here. Yeah, I kind of like that attitude. I really do. Yes. It's like whenever you go to an island, they always say, oh, you're on island time now. I love that. I'm like, I'll be on whatever time I need (laughs) to be on. It's fine by me. Yeah, I just don't feel like we as human beings are made to like punch a clock in, punch a clock out. It just feels against nature. I don't know.
0: Well, most certainly is. It upsets our natural rhythms of our body because actually most of the people that have serious sleep disturbances and serious life issues are people who work swing shifts, Santina. Yeah,
1: that's true. And we need them. I mean, they're critical to kind of keeping society moving too. So they don't often really get, I think, the credit that they should, but. Yeah, that would be difficult. That would be really hard because your body is probably always telling you to sleep and you can't listen to that.
0: (laughs) Well, Santina, it's been another lovely evening with you. And I hope, uh, I know the last time when we spoke, we we weren't going to wait as long. But however, uh, we'll just say we'll have you back.
1: Yeah, that'll be good.
0: And I'm... uh, hoping that there'll be, well, I'm sure there'll be much more to explore and much more to talk about because you're one of the fascinating people in my life.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's is so fun.
0: So at the end of every podcast, we always offer a free prescription, and we've written hundreds and hundreds of these, and that's Fruits, Nuts, and Vegetable, and Unplug Your Television and Take Up Fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Invite joy into your life and make beautiful choices. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website, We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.